This episode is brought to you by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. One of the oldest forms of clean power is ready for a comeback, and big oil wants in. Geothermal energy, the technology that harnesses the heat beneath the Earth's crust, is drawing fresh interest for a variety of different reasons. For one, the Biden administration is pushing for it, and lawmakers have boosted funding for geothermal in the Bipartisan Infrastructure Law and Inflation Reduction Act. And also, there have been new advances in technology, new state incentives, and U.S. oil and gas companies have already started incorporating geothermal projects into their business plans. Still, though, the technology faces its own challenges, regulatory, technologically, and financially. So today we chat with Politico's Kelsey Tamburino about why geothermal energy is making a comeback now and the roadblocks it faces. It's Friday, December 23rd. Kelsey, you're reporting how geothermal energy is drawing fresh interest as a clean energy source. So what's driving that interest and what kind of potential does the technology have to help contribute to meeting climate goals? What's driving that is really a suite of things that are happening at the federal government level, but also in the industry. And interestingly, in the oil space right now, the Inflation Reduction Act and the bipartisan infrastructure law that lawmakers recently passed includes new incentives for geothermal. Most notably, they will qualify for the same tax credits that solar and wind have long qualified for, which puts them on a level playing field there. But also the energy department has an earth shot to bring down costs in technological advances in geothermal. And they're looking at new ways to incorporate abandoned oil and gas wells in geothermal technology. And the folks that I and our colleague Ben Lefebvre talked to said there's really this new moment for geothermal right now, which has long kind of been a sleepy industry, but they're seeing just a resurgence in in interest spanning from the government level, but also in states like California, where there's new regulations in place to spur reliability that have prompted new conversations about the potential role of geothermal in reaching clean energy targets, particularly because it is a power source that can be flexible in the sense that wind and solar might not be available all day. Geothermal has that potential and that availability that you don't necessarily see from all clean energy sources. Interesting. And so why has growth in geothermal, which as you report, it's one of the oldest forms of clean power. I mean, why has it been stagnant for so long? And what's different about newer forms of technology that are being pursued here? As I noted, it's it's kind of been seen as a niche, sleepy industry. There's a lot of technological barriers that have to be overcome, but also just the cost historically has been higher for geothermal than more traditional sources like wind and solar, which has really caused a lot of folks to focus on those sort of technologies first. Given this new interest in the federal government to kind of expand the suite of clean energy technologies, but also from the oil and gas industry also looking at a way to incorporate their knowledge into the next generation of technologies. There's this resurgence and interest in geothermal that I think folks are really seeing play out right now. Gotcha. And as you mentioned earlier, oil and gas companies have started looking into geothermal. Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm is even directly prodding the industry to embrace it. So why is there a potential fit there? And how much interest has big oil actually shown in incorporating geothermal? 
Yeah, that's one of the really interesting elements of this. Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm spoke to the National Petroleum Council recently, where she pitched geothermal to the sector, basically saying, obviously, you guys are managing carbon molecules here, but you can manage a lot of things. You can drill holes, too, and go beneath the surface. There's a lot of opportunity for enhanced geothermal and other avenues for the industry to get involved here. And we're seeing interest actually bore out in the industry itself. Companies normally associated with oil and gas drilling in the U.S. have started to look at geothermal projects. Baker Hughes, one of the largest drilling companies in the world, is expanding its geothermal business. So we're really seeing this interest from the sector. Obviously, there are challenges with that, but they're looking for a way to get involved in the carbon-free base load electricity front as you know this is what where the conversation in the u.s is going the folks in the industry the geothermal industry who i spoke to said that they're really welcoming the oil and gas industry with open arms they see that as a potential industry that can really help with the clean energy transition their workforce is, has ex- similar knowledge and experience that would be helpful in their space so there's a lot of potential there and i think it's one of the interesting elements as we talk about the Biden administration's broader climate goals, because there's always this conversation of how can the fossil fuel workers transition into this economy and geothermal seems like a potential avenue for that to occur. Interesting. So, of course, geothermal power still faces some obstacles as it gains interest. So what do you see those obstacles as being going forward? Yeah, so there are some technical barriers like just better exploration technologies. The Energy Department, as I noted, has an earth shot in place to bring down the costs of enhanced geothermal technologies, which could expand the pool of available uses for the technology. But when we're talking about those non-technical barriers, our favorite topic, permitting, often comes up. I spoke to the acting director of DOE's Geothermal Technologies Office, and she said that that lengthy process for developing geothermal isn't really aligned with other industries that do similar work. And she said specifically the oil and gas industry has flagged the permitting timelines as really something that they're concerned about, particularly when you're looking at that industry that has these large operations that move quickly, wasting seven years on permitting isn't attractive. Other folks that I spoke to also pointed to permitting as a big challenge, but that's not the only challenge. They also, as I said, have comparatively high costs. So the industry will need to bring those down in order to be on the same playing field as wind and solar. Folks that I spoke to make the point that there's added benefits to geothermal that aren't really accounted when you're looking at like an apples to apples comparison of the costs, given that it's a baseload source. But something that will help to bring those costs down could be more funding for geothermal. So folks are also looking for the federal government to step in there, for lawmakers to step in there and bring those costs down. Also, on Thursday, the Senate passed the omnibus end-of-year spending package, sending it to the House for approval today ahead of a midnight deadline. The package includes $1.7 trillion in funding and would keep the government open through September. Congress has been working all week to pass the bill before leaving for the holidays in order to send it to President Joe Biden's desk for his signature. And remember, within that $1.7 trillion, the package includes boosts in funding for DOE, Interior, and EPA. It also includes funding to restore Puerto Rico's power grid and to address the water crisis in Jackson, Mississippi. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power switch and subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Norma Malaiko is the podcast producer. 
Jenny Amens is the executive producer of audio at Politico. Our editors are Matt Daly and Gloria Gonzalez. We'll be off next week, and we will be back to our normal schedule starting Tuesday, January 3rd. I'm Josh Siegel, and happy holidays. This episode is brought to you by Chevron, the human energy company. Did you know that Chevron is working with partners in California to convert the methane from cow waste into renewable natural gas that one day can help fuel trucks across the nation? Find out more at chevron.com slash RNG.